Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. Guys, listen just real quick. My good friend, Pastor Daryl Carnley, he came to Idaho to break bread for us today and I just want you to know this is a dear friend this is a man that is part of my pastoral oversight council Um, I want you to know that your pastor is under authority you have no business being in authority if you're not under it and this is a man that I have invited into my life to always speak into my life even whenever it's a hard conversation I want you to please stand to your feet with me if you would real quick and just honor him as he takes the stage and shares the word of the Lord with us Amen. Well, he had a bag of cookies back there. Uh, Thank you so much for your honor. It is 63 in Phoenix right now. But I did live, let's see, where was it? Hold on, hold on. It's minus 27 in North Pole where I pastored for 20 years and lived for 43. So I think I deserve 63, you know? (laughs) What is it here right now? Let me see what kind of attitude I'm going to be in. It's 36. I will make it. That's good. Well, it is, man, it is so good to be here. I, I, I always, I love coming here, and it's always fun to get invited back to places. That's pretty seldom. <laughs> Don't laugh so hard. Come on now. You should be surprised. Like, really? No. I, I will offend a few of you here today, so I just want to know, going into this, I, I have the spirit. I practice the, one of my gifts of the spirit of offense. So, um, and I always say when you get to that offense, just step over it. And uh, my goal is just to make you a little tougher. You're from Idaho, come on. And uh, if I was in Oregon today, it'd be a different sermon. But no, just kidding. Um, I don't know if there'd be AR-15 shells. I don't, you know. But that was funny. I walk in there, I'm going, oh, okay, what kind of church is this? Uh, I've heard of these places in Idaho. His I've just, just showed up. Come on, Pastor Travis, what are you keeping from me? But uh, anyways, it is fun to be here, and I I do have an organization called the My360 Project, and we're going to have some real exciting news about that at the end of service. But it's a lot of fun because this is the church in September 2015. I stood over in the little building over there, and I lied my butt off. Uh, But that's what you do sometimes when you share vision. (laughs) You you don't know. (laughs) You just go, hey, you know. And, uh, but it was, a, it was a godly lying, and it was, uh, but it was within the fear of God. But I can set standard today and say we're in 13 countries, 8,000 pairs of shoes are on kids. And it is beyond exciting what God is doing. And your church has been a part, and, and we'll announce at the end of service, really you're beginning to help us with something that's dear to my heart and Pastor Travis's. And it's actually where we first met in Uganda, and we're launching a Ugandan Build Center, and so you're going to be a part of that. But thank you so much for helping us and being a part of that. And what we'd love you to do is you can text that number right there, and that video is there, and put it on your social media for us. It's great to have the social presence, and it helps people because that's what happens. The shoe gets sponsored, and, and but more than anything, just people seeing it. So thank you so much, and thank you for allowing me to be the place that I came to and shared a very exaggerated evangelistical story back in September 2015, and it's happened. That's the cool part. So 
It's always an honor to be here with Pastor Travis, and I'm so proud of him this year. He's getting a hold of his health. Uh, COVID took me up to about 298, a lot of homemade Pop-Tarts. So I was starting to make homemade things. But I'm down to 272. I'm on my way to getting in shape. And now I have to dis give you this disclaimer. If you see me shaking a little bit like that, it's not the Holy Spirit. I was in CrossFit on Friday down with my friend Gordon and... I, I'm just hanging on for dear life. My legs, uh, it's hard to go to the restroom. <laughs> uh, anyways, so if I fall over, please come check me out. It's not the Holy Ghost. Um, and maybe it is, but I, I'm on some medication and things such as that. But I, I am, it, this is a year for us. I was telling him, I said, 20 has turned 21 and has started drinking new wine of the Holy Ghost, okay? Just get that right, okay? Come on. But it is a great year for us. 2020 was interesting. Uh, we started it out with so many. I mean, I'd been in a few churches, the braggadocious. I mean, the, the money we spent on 2020 stuff was amazing. I mean, we had all kind of thoughts of what 2020 vision was going to be. I mean, this is our year. Wow. Did not God have a sense of humor? He put us in masks. You know, we're already Christians. We wear a few masks anyways. But uh, <laughs> I told you we're going to do some offending here today. Come on. Buckle up, buttercup. Uh, but we're, we'll land the ship and we'll hug you and you'll feel good at the end maybe. But, but it was an interesting year. I, I, we, we, we've saw some tra we lost some family members. It was, I, I don't want to lighten it up at all. It's been tough. A lot of businesses, churches, a lot of things. But I also know in it, it has been an opportunity for us to really lock into who God is. For me personally, it's been that kind of year for me. And my wife is watching now. She watched first service. It's cool that she's watching second. I must have done either bad and she's wanting to see if I can improve. But 32 years of marriage, this is my 33rd year this year. And it's amazing that she would stay with me. Um, I have told her, you leave me, I'm going with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I can find anybody else. Put up with me. Um, but this is the longest in our marriage I've been at home. I mean, I travel. I've been to 101 countries in my life. I've been traveling since I was a kid, doing missions and going around the world and doing some crazy stuff. But it, it put us together, and, and it put us at a place of working some stuff out that we didn't realize, hmm, really? You know, because when you hang out with someone that long in proximity, <laughs> you realize, whew, okay, maybe it's not as perfect as I thought. And uh, so we, we have, it's, we've grown. It's been pretty cool. Uh, but, but Pastor Travis, I, I'm so proud of you getting in charge of your health, and it's encouraging me. And we all have to do it as a church, uh, just spiritual, physical, because there's a lot of great things going on. And you'll hear it in my message today, because I feel like uh, if, if th this is our time. This is our time. 2021 is our time to just shine. And, and I don't know what your desires of your heart are, but if it's, if it's what God has put in there, it's pretty spectacular. Because I don't, I don't live for a God that doesn't do the spectacular. I don't live for a God that's not glorious. I don't live for a God that just does small things. He speaks and the world comes into existence. He spits in mud and puts it on eyes and they can see. This is the God I serve. It's silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus rise and walk. That is the God I serve. 
And I'm, I'm not interested in a humdrum just sitting around and, and, and singing kumbaya. Let's do something. And years ago, I came up with a word, and I shared it here some time ago, called goology. And going is what we're designed to do. Because if you're a Christian and you're not going, I struggle because going is growing. And, and so I want to challenge you with that today because goology is the study of going with a Christ-centered purpose. My message title is The Effect of the Good News. And let me pray and let me mess with you for a little bit. That's all I'm here to do, okay? He's going to fix it next week. If you're a visitor, please come back because he's way better than me, okay? Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be with amazing people, amazing friends. And Lord, I ask you to just allow me to share what you've put in my heart. Lord, thank you for first service and sharing with them. And Lord, I know this is a better crowd. And we just ask for you to give us grace in your name. Amen. Amen. I'm joking with that, but I used to always open service and going, you know, I love most of you here today. <laughs> See, there's, there's a fence. I'm sorry. I want to take you to my life verse that when we started North Pole Worship Center in March of 92, this is what I started with. This is what my father uh, challenged me with as a kid. Because one of the desires I have is, you know, what Jesus is doing is what I want to do. Where Jesus is going is where I want to go. Whatever he's doing, I want to be a part of it. I, I want to be right there. Dad said, son, when, when he kisses the earth, I want to be right in the middle of the smack. I, I want to be a part of the action. And yet sometimes if we're not careful, especially even going through what we've gone through in this pandemic, and it's not over with yet necessarily, Man, you can, there's a lot of negative. I, I've lost some, a couple of incredible pastor friends to suicide through this time. I've lost some friends um, to some serious situations and a lot of depression. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff, and I don't want to lighten that up. I use a lot of humor, and some of that's because I've gone through my own depression. A lot of you might not know, I, I tried to take my life back in 2010. I, I, I have been at the bottom of the barrel. My wife can tell you she found me in a closet one time in a fetal position and, and thank God someone didn't bring a magazine for the gun. I didn't have bullets but uh, it's not an easy thing. Mental health is so important and it's important to be honest. It's important to not hide behind things and I believe that if there's anything in 2021 that could happen is, is, is the church becoming authentic selves you being the person God created you to be. Please don't try to be me. Please don't try to be Pastor Travis. You need to be you. So this particular passage of Scripture is in Luke chapter 4. I think it's verse 18. It starts and it's Jesus. He's in his hometown. And if you read the whole chapter, it's a lot of fun. I don't have time today. Pastor, Tra I asked Pastor Travis for an hour and a half. And he said, no, you get 30 minutes. Um, so I'm offended, but anyways, I got over it. Uh, see, it works both ways. But you got to read the whole chapter because this is a great passage of Scripture about Jesus coming and, and the baptism and the Holy Spirit, and he's, taking to, he's taken to the wilderness. And you're going to hear me say something today. God's favor is not always favorable for us. Think about that. And it'll get to that, and I'll try to answer it for you. And if not, I hope you can come up with your own answer. But this is a passage where he's now in his church or his synagogue, and he opens to the book of Isaiah, and he reads, but it's 
the absolute resume of who he is. And it's not just who he is, it's who we are, or we're to become. And it says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be made set free. And then he says this, and at that time, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. If you continue to read, it says he sets down, and all eyes are on him. But I want to talk today about the effect of the good news, because what we find here is that favor is the effect of the gospel. When we hear the word favor, it doesn't mean you've been blessed with a new car or a new house, because sometimes we, man, God's favor's on me. That's cool, but travel with me to most of the world. It's not that way. We live in a Western theology. We live in a Western society of, of plenty and good, and yet there's a lot of struggle in the country we live in. But just go with me to Nicaragua. I was there not long. Go with me to Pakistan. Go with me to places, and I'll take you in where you just can't get up and name it and claim it and say, give $10, and God's going to give you 20 back. Plant this seed here today, 1995. I'll give you this little handkerchief that I wiped my sweat with when I was in Israel, and God's going to bless you. That's a bunch of hokey stuff. I'm just telling you. That, that's stuff that doesn't work. Now, I'll tell you this. There is a time in the Bible where they prayed for a handkerchief and someone was healed because that's something different. But if it's going to bring you money, that's good. You can plant and you can give and you will receive. It's crazy. I love it. I love blessings. I love having the things that God has allowed me to have in my life. And sometimes people are jealous of it. And it has no... I'm not trying to get it. It just happens. But... It's not necessarily the reason for living for God. Because he has no desire for you to necessarily have comfort. But he wants you to have character. If there's anything he can do in your life, it's character. It's, it's a powerful thing. So as I'm reading this passage of scripture, we see here that, that it, it, this is the resume. This is the absolute who God is. It, and, and yet his ways are not always our ways. And it says he's anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. The word poor there is those in need. It's not necessarily financially poor. It's spiritually poor. And, and so many times, I mean, if a person doesn't realize they need God, I, I, it's like I don't try to. I've never argued anyone into heaven. It's like my wife of 32 and a half, 33 years. I didn't try to convince her. I was just a good-looking dude. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, I just, you know, I was preaching in the church. I just stood like this. She was in, man. Yeah. Right. That's not the way it was. I'm so glad she's not here to stand and say something. The point of it is, is that God's favor is upon him, and he begins to share. And, and it's incredible because what I want to take you to is Acts chapter 2. And again, I like to give study. You need to study Luke 4, but I also need you to study Acts chapter 2 because I don't have time to tell you everything. But this is where it was poured out. This is where his favor began to come for you and I. 
mankind. This is where it happened because the favor of God is the gospel of God. So the spirit of God was poured upon man. And, and Peter stands, this is that that was prophesied by the trophy Joel. Uh, you know, and, and they were in one mind and one accord and the spirit came. As, and, and all of a sudden there was tongues as a fire. I mean, stuff began to happen. And it wasn't just for that day. I believe it's for today as well. I, I don't believe when you come to Christ just by a sinner's prayer. And, 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 and I love all of those things. And it connects us to this gospel and, and all of that. But there's something that happens to us. It's, it's not a kumbaya. When God comes into your life, there's repentance. There's remorse. There's, there, there's a lot of things that take place. It's, it, you, you're going this way and then you head in that direction. It, it, it's stuff. You lay things down that you're like, oh, man, I've held this and I've loved this all my life. And he says, no, you've got to go. But if we're not careful, we can get into Western society and Western theology in a sense. And it's just skinny jeans and fog machines. And we come in and have a wonderful time. And, oh, God was so good today. But we're selfish and, and we're angry people. And we use our middle finger because we don't like how people merge. Or we hate Kmart because they don't open up all the 900 registers that they built. I mean, all this stuff. And, and our neighbor doesn't like us. And, and, and we wonder... Where is the favor of God? So Acts chapter 2 gives us this incredible story. And I want to pick it up in verse 42. Because God's favor is upon mankind and, and there's an authentic effect from it. And this is the effect. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place, shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. This simply is the effect of the good news and the favor of God in our lives. And I, I would ask any of you to, well, I don't want to debate you or argue, but find me. What, is there any other? There's no other alternative. This is it. Peter said, this is that. This is what God is, is to do. This is what the plan of salvation is all about. This is what it means to have God's favor in our life is, is for this effect to happen. But it cannot happen by self-will. It has to happen by a, a change that the Spirit of God comes into our life and he changes us. He takes us to a place that we never thought we would go. Some years ago, when I was a, a successful senior pastor with a big salary, and now I'm a missionary and I live by faith, just messing. <laughs> I had a beautiful, God blessed me with a beautiful five series BMW. And wow, that's a lot of, you get beat up when you drive a BMW and you're a pastor. I had 22s on it, it was pretty cool. I, I, I just, I would pull up to church kind of. I, I, there was some humility issues, I get it. Uh, I was in a conference, and again, I'm not saying this to 
make me be better than any of you because I, I am not. But the Lord spoke to me and said, Daryl, I want you to give that BMW to that missionary. I can tell you, I don't think I like that missionary either. I'll tell you why I didn't like him. I was living in North Pole. They were living in Belize. I don't like anybody who lives in Belize. Now I do because I live in Phoenix, you know. But, I mean, it was hot there, warm, they're tan, you know, shorts on. I'm like, I'm not going to say what I said to God. I, the nice version was, heck no. No. Three days that conference went on, and every dang day, can I say dang? Oh, God, I hope my wife, my mother's not watching. Sorry I said that. Every day, finally the last day, I go into the file. I ask my wife, where's the title to the BMW? She goes, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to give it away. Well, it's not my first time because I gave away a beautiful Jeep one time, and my kids still hate me for that. I take that title in, and it's the last offering, and I just put the title in the offering, a little note on it. And I'm telling you what, for a couple of years, I regretted it. I was angry. Every time I'd see a BMW, I'd like, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I had to move to like an escort, gold escort. I mean, like, God, what are you doing? I mean, I was, like, when it was be a pastor's prayer, I mean, I would bump it, man. I would pull up and, you know, it'd be Toby, Matt. I mean, I just, I honestly was not, I guess what it was, it wasn't humble. But I got rid of it. And I, I'm telling you, for a couple of years, I regretted it. I was angry. Well, it, it, and I'm making a point out of this because I want to take us to Acts 5 in a moment because there's, there's something you've got to see here because there is this buyer's remorse sometimes or, or giver's remorse when we become a Christian because the biggest part of being a Christian is being generous for God so loved the world that he gave he is absolutely the master he is the one who created generosity and it is what we do it is who we're to be but yet there has to also be an understanding of it because sometimes people can give too much. Sometimes people can give begrudgingly. But God looks at the heart of a person. And it took me a couple of years to come to a place of peace. And I'm going to tell you, when I finally came to a place of peace, God replaced that vehicle. God put me into a new stratosphere. Now, I will tell you this. Every vehicle we own now is not in my name because my wife doesn't trust me. <laughs> But the point I want to make to this is I want to show you something in Acts chapter 5. Because in Acts chapter 2, you find this incredible passage of all things. And you see the favor of God. You see what the good news, the effect of it is to be. And it is how it is to be. We are to be people of, of, of love. People that give. People that, that we shouldn't have need amongst us in a sense. But what happens is is it's easy to want the favor of man over the favor of God. Now, you want, you want to know my true reason of being offended at giving away the BMW? Not one time did that missionary thank me. Not one time was anything ever said about it. It just was gone. And I'm thinking, I'm Daryl Carnley. 
Come on. I mean, there should be. I should be on their Facebook page with, with thank you for the five series that we sold and we bought this big thing for our mechanics. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm being honest with you because I was giving it with attachment. I was giving it because I honestly will tell you, I believe at that moment in my life, I was really wanting the favor of man over the favor of God because the favor of God is not necessarily going to put you on a pedestal. He might. He could. It's things that happen in your life. I mean, you know, Pastor Travis, I love him for this. He's always knocking me off my pedestal. I mean, I'm up there. He'll call me, you're name dropping too much, you know. I say, well, at least I know some names. Last time I preached here, I was in and out of here to the Learjet. Come on, man. Benny Hinn, man, I need my logo. I got it right there. Hmm? You should have seen some. I didn't ask for that. This time I had to drive in a commoner car with a friend driving me. Come on. you know. Here's the deal. You can get angry or mad at any of that. It's not what I look for. I don't care anymore. Honestly, don't. Do I enjoy flying to a place to preach in a Learjet and you get from Caldwell to here in about 20 minutes? Wow, yeah. In three and a half hours and got to go through Jerome? Sorry if you're from Jerome, but (laughs) the point I make, though, is can we get to a place, and this is my desire of where Daryl's at at this moment, where it doesn't matter how I get to a place, and it doesn't matter to you how I get to a place, but we have accountability, and we do things from God's perspective and heart and not man's. So now let's jump into Acts 5 and let's show you man's perspective. Because, and there's, there's something here that shows us more about the doctrine of the apostles that we didn't get from 242. Because if you read 242, it looks like, you hey, just got to sell everything and get everything. No, no, no. There is rules in the kingdom of God. There is business rules. There is financial rules. And, and, and it's powerful when you live in those. But now let me go into verse 1. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge. See, that's a pretty good, that's a good husband-wife relationship right there now. I don't think I had full knowledge on giving the BMW away. He kept back part of the money for himself, but he brought the rest of it and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said to Ananias, How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? And have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? And what made you think, doing such a thing, you have not lied just to human beings, but to God? When Ananias heard this, he fell down and he died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Now, do you see here, they had the control to sell or not. They then had the control to give whatever it was to give or not. That's true capitalism in a sense. I I could go off into socialism and capitalism. I've been in both types of countries, and believe me, you prefer capitalism. I've been to both. I've been to Argentina. I've been to those places. It's crazy. But at the same time, we can also get it wrong. 
But you see here, this is a doctrine of giving. This is, this is what's so incredible. And I'm not just talking finance. I'm talking your life. I'm talking about becoming a goologist. I'm talking about going. I'm talking about every day in your life you get up and there's something in your life that you're going for. And, and, and when we allow it to be what God has centered us on, it is incredible what happens. It's not always favorable because it's not our way. It's his way. And he taught me something in giving away this car that I have learned from that till this day that I will no longer try to do something for the favor of man. I want to be in favor with God. I, I, it's, it's so interesting. It doesn't mean that I don't care what you think. I, I want to have some care. It, it, and I said this yesterday on the podcast. He wore me out three or four hours. Work me to death talking. You know me, I struggle with talking. <laughs> I, I, it's this. I want to learn how to care less about what people think, but I don't want to be careless about what people think. But so many times, man, we get into this, oh, what are they going to think about that? What's mom going to think? You've heard me refer to my mom. My mom's a mean gal, I'm telling you. Ooh, she's 90 years old, and she can say whatever she wants at 90. And she does. She kicked COVID the other day and called me because this COVID ain't no big deal. And I go, Mom, don't put that on Facebook, you know. <laughs> I'm going to put it on Facebook. I didn't even know she was on Facebook until she seen a few places I was at and what I was doing. And she goes, Daryl, you don't need to be doing that. And I'm like, okay, Mom, sorry. <laughs> the key is, is, isn't it interesting? And, and can it be in our life if we could slow down for a moment and just really lay our stuff before God and say, God, is this favorable to you or to me? Because I'm going to tell you, he wants to take care of you. In fact, he knows how many hairs are on your head, some of you easier than others. He takes care of the sparrows. If they fall, he knows them. He is a God who wants to give you authority like you've never had before. He wants to give you ground. He wants to give you uh, absolute incredible life and health. That's his deal. He wants to do it. But at the same time, it's so interesting if we're not careful how we can fight with the favor of man. And, and, and there's this, I believe, in 2021, and what he's doing personally for me is he's making me uncomfortable. He, he, he's pushing me to new levels. When he asked me to start a shoe company, I've told Pastor Trevor, if I ever come to you with a cocky main idea like that again, make me the janitor of your church or something. It's been the craziest thing in the world. But I got to tell you, I stand on this side of it now, and I love what you're going to be sharing here in a few moments. This church is going to help us with Africa. I, I am amazed, but I also have to be careful. Because, I mean, God is opening doors, but I'm like, this is your God. Keep me humble. I don't want to be prideful, but I also don't want to not stop what God wants to do because of what someone thinks. And I believe the same for you and I. I believe God... Every, I don't see a person in here who doesn't fit into this category. He's got something unique, authentic for you to do. And when you're doing it, it's such a happy thing. 
Because here's the deal. I, I wash dishes at my house. And it, it's not because I want to. I hate doing dishes. Whew, I, I don't like it. But, buddy, when my wife comes in after she's a teacher and she's come home and the kitchen's all clean, man, she's like, bam, yeah. I love the praises of my wife, man. I know that night we're going to have a massage. It's going to be great. Anyways, I, sorry. Um, I've been traveling for a few days. Um, frustrated now. Let me, let me get back to my notes. What was I saying here? But I, I love that. I, I love when you have camaraderie and relationships. I, I love Pastor Travis and encouraging me, and he does that. I, we have to have that amongst. But man, this last year, for the first time in a long time, and I didn't share this first service, I, I was able to kneel down, and I begin to hear God speaking to me anew. And one of the things I heard him say to me was, I'm proud of you. Huh. If you knew certain relationships I have, I, I don't always get that. It's not in my marriage, but there's just sometimes you like to hear certain people say, I'm proud of you. If there's something I could ever help you with today, I would love you to hear, and he says it all the time, but it's so drowned out by people. God wants to say, I'm proud of you. He so wants his, his, your, his favors upon you, yet we get so mixed emotional. We get into religious bias. We get into all these things of trying to prove stuff. If you'll just check your heart at the door and let him begin to open and give you the strength when I started moving out of regret of giving that car, when I started moving out of what I thought should have happened, when I began to take all of these expectations off, it reshifted what God was doing for me. Because I, I come to a conclusion with going back to Luke 4, because I, wanted, I want you to study Acts 2, Acts 5. You've got to look at all the stuff. You've got to look at when Sapphira came in, all that happened. But, but I want to bring us to a place where we're walking in his favor. But here's what I feel Luke 4 is for me personally, and I share it to you. When he says the spirit of the Lord is upon him for he's anointed me, the word anointed means smear. And, and, and so many times we want things to just work just right, just perfect. But when the anointing's on your life, it begins to smear. It begins to do things that you're not comfortable with. It, it, it begins to take you places. I had to finally come to a mental health crisis where I could finally say, I can't do all this on my own. I had to go into some dark areas. God sent me to Phoenix for a period of time to be in a desert to develop something. But in it, really find myself and finally come to a place and say, I need counseling. Finally come to a place and say, honey, I'm sorry for this. And I'm in this process. I'm still not out of the woods. But the key is this. Let me continue to read this scripture to you. It says, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. So don't think that's all just hunky-dory and everything's in a little box. No, he smears it on us. He comes into our life and he messes us up. He puts a kick-me sign on our back. You know how you did that at school? That's what happens. Holy Spirit's a comforter because he punches you in the belly, knocks your breath out of you, and goes, it's going to be okay. We all think the Holy Spirit says, oh, yeah, it's so wonderful. No, he has no voice like that. He's like, hey, get it together. 
Listen to this. He sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free. I think that isn't for them as I read this. This is for Daryl. The Spirit comes over me. He anoints me with the good news because I was poor in spirit. But listen to this. It, it, I, I received the good news. It takes time to be released. It, it begins to open my eyes. It begins to set me free from oppression. This is what the good news is. This is how it works, and this is the favor of God. This is the effect of the good news. You're free from what captivated you. You're released. When you were blind, now you can see. And then the oppression is gone. And freedom releases us to fly. Freedom releases you to be the authentic you you were created to be. That's the effect of the good news. And I'm going to tell you, your practice is learning to be generous. Your practice is learning to be honest. Your practice is to keep, quit thinking you're perfect. Quit trying to hide your stuff. And get yourself into fellowship. Get yourself into the word. Proverbs is such a, get yourself into prayer. But also actively, physically, find yourself into groups of people that, that want to be healthier. I, I hate CrossFit. Dear God. But I, I hate it to love it. I mean, it's like I got to do it. I mean, we were doing those backs. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know that I'm going to make it off the stage. Someone probably is going to need to carry me. But the point is, it's good for me. I want to be physically healthy this year. I've got too much traveling. I've got 18 trips out of country this year. I've already been out of country three times this year. I got to do this. God has called me. He's mandated me. When we wash these little kids' feet, it blows my mind what happens to people that do it. I love it. Next week, I'm baptizing one of our artisans' granddaughter in the ocean, and I, it just, it's blowing my mind. We don't even, it's just interesting what God's up to. So I challenge you, go. Find your go. Be honest with yourself. As you stand to your feet, I'm going to have a word of prayer and have Pastor Travis come. But I want you to think for your moment, What's holding you back? What, is there some regret? Or is there some animosity? Is there just something that, that's messing with you? Man, bring it before God. I want you to see and realize his favor for your life. Father, I thank you right now for this wonderful group of people. Lord, I know when I finally brought that regret to you, you've, you've challenged me, you've given me strength. Lord, and you know what you're doing in my life at this moment. God, I, I truly want to live in your favor. And it's not me working harder. It's really me just trusting you. That you know what's up. You created this world. You spoke it into existence. and You knew me before I was even in my mother's womb. And God, I pray for every person here as you're leading and guiding us into a deeper walk. Spiritually and mentally. You're releasing, even today, captives. There's someone captive here today by something, and they're releasing. They're saying, God, it's yours. I've been arguing with you over this, and it's yours, Lord. Whatever that may be, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare it in people's life today to be free in you. 
to be free. We thank you for that. In your holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.